episode 159. Thank you all for listening to episode 158, Wipeout, Showering with Cody. I am Gray, here with my co-host, Parrot Jake. <laughs> why, why are we showering with Cody? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I wasn't invited to that. Well, Co- well yeah. God, I got plenty of room. <laughs> well, why you didn't ask? I felt like I'm getting gypped here. Uh, I had to have that. <laughs> you ain't the only one that's uh, been gypped uh, if you look at the last few days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had to. I had to. I had to name it that. I couldn't come up with something better because I was like, because Cody gave his story about talking or in the shower, listening to Jr's podcast for an hour and forty minutes. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, showering with oh, Cody. Yeah. And then Wipeout was the Forgot name of the that. game. Wipeout, Wipeout was the name of the game Jeremy gave us, so it just made sense. All right. <laughs> so thanks to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thanks to All Work Clothing, first and primary sponsor of Over the Line Sports Podcast. Thank you. And uh, just by the way, we've got Parrot live in the pod room and myself. And, of course, it seems like it only snows on Wednesdays, so... We've got Bear live, Bear live from the Bear Cave, and Cody Bryant live from Cody's basement or shower. I don't know. Where from Cody. the basement. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So thank you guys. Uh, thank you to Crandall's Quality Law. Nope, landscaping. <laughs> Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give them a call. Four one nine seven zero four. Five four seven one serves the Toledo and surrounding area and not. Here we go. What do we got? China. What part of China? The inside. Guangzhou. 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 Guangzhou, China. It's right next to Hong Kong. There we go. Right next to Hong Kong. So thank you, Crandall's Quality Landscaping serves the Toledo and surrounding area and not Guangzhou, China. Thank you for... Does that have the coronavirus? They probably do. I bet it. I heard uh, the Olympics, by the way... Right. I heard the Olympics, by the way, might get uh, canceled because of if the coronavirus continues. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) It's terrible. That's funny. Thank you to Tim at at Verizon. Verizon's a true technology business partner, helps local businesses deploy technologies, that positively impact operations and can increase revenue for the company. At Verizon, we do not wait for the future. We build it. Get in touch with a sales rep in your area, verizon.com. Thank you to Cassandra at PNC. Actually was visited her on Saturday, and she helped with my banking needs, and she can help with yours as well. Or if you need credit cards or personal banking, make sure you give her a call, 419-877-0634. Thank you to Sparty Steve. He sponsored the Frickers Lunch episode 100. Going to help us out in episode 200. The Pod Beats Patty Boggs 2. Deuce Boogaloo. Looking forward to that. On July 18th is the recording day. We'll hope to release it by July 19th. And then, of course, last but not least, thank you to Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. Uh, reach out to Connell Barrett at datingtransformation.com to improve that Twitter profile, that Bumble profile, that billionaire-only profile that Michael Bloomberg and Bernie Sanders used last night in the debates. <laughs> Whatever uh, tickles your fancy, he can help you out. He can help you find the uh, person for you, the love of your life. Reach out to Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. All right, so I doubt we have anything from Justin on the Twitter. Uh, Bear, do you know if we have anything? 
I did not get anything today. Okay, that's fine. So let's talk about week three of the XFL. So what about, man, those L.A. Wildcats destroyed D.C. And our MVP that it was looking like, Cardell Jones, threw four interceptions. They got beat 39-9. to nine. Not great. I didn't watch any XFL this weekend, honestly. Um, so I didn't see it just from your text that you sent. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was bound, I would imagine, for it. Were they in L.A. or in D.C.? L.A. Maybe it was travel lag. You know, it's a cross-country flight. It's tough. But um, just FYI, that is Cardale Jones' first loss ever, I think. Yeah, it is. Starting quarterback. From college, yeah. And probably high school as well, I believe. I think, I can't remember um, if he did in high school, but obviously he was like 14 and 0 at Ohio State. He uh, was what two and 0 now, and now two and one. Trying to first, fig- uh, first loss as a starting quarterback. I'm trying to figure out what the hell Cody Bryan's doing because it's like he's moving. What the hell are you doing? Something's going on with my Wi-Fi. Oh, well, I just hear background noise. It's like you're, like, laying... Dude, I don't know. My phone... You laying pipe yeah, like over my there? My phone's connected and disconnected. I figured you might be laying pipe or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> Everybody's still awake. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, the Battlehawks, uh, I know Cody texted us, the Battlehawks got the first kickoff return for a touchdown in XFL. And then I saw in that same game... The, there was a player who traded a football for a box of Thin Mints. That is awesome. Yeah, I'm enjoying some of these guys' celebrations, um, ripping complete Bud Light Seltzer top off with their mouth in the locker room. Fantastic. Trading um, footballs for Thin Mints. Getting beers after the game from the fans. Chug. Hey, this, is, this is fun. Like it, That's what's going to keep fans around and keep them coming to the games because it keeps them interested. Not just the football aspect. These players are, um, they're coming together with the fans. And you know what? I think, I can't remember if I said it. I may have, I might have jumped it. I don't know. But now with all this NFL CBA bullshit, how they want to, you know, expand rosters, I'm telling you, the XFL is going to be the AAA of the NFL. Said it once, I'm going to say it again, and it's going to happen. These guys will be the minor league for that. Be watch. Yeah, I see that happening 100%. There's no reason that they shouldn't do that. The players, I mean, it's like getting their second chance to get in the NFL or getting that extra opportunity. I don't see any bad parts to that, honestly. No, I agree. You're right. There's no bad parts to it. It would be good all the way around. Um, We do have – we had some other games as well in the XFL over the weekend. Uh, Excuse me. The standings, just to kind of give an updated standings, uh, St. Louis is – Ahead in the East, they are two and one. DC is also two and one. New York Guardians one and two. Tampa Bay zero oh and three. Did not have a bad loss. Uh, big matchup this weekend for the West. You've got Houston Roughnecks three and zero oh against the Dallas Renegades, who are two and one. Will be a very good game. And then LA one and two. Seattle Dragons one and two. So looking forward to that game as well. I know that St. Louis. You know, since they the Rams left, the only team they have is the Battlehawks now, and they, they covered the top part, and they, they sold out the lower bowl, though. So they had twenty eight or 29,000 fans, I believe. That's great for them. <clears throat> and then uh, a funny thing I saw on Twitter is, describe the XFL games from today in five words or less. So the Dallas Renegades put Dallas wins, Seattle doesn't, indubitably. <laughs> so I found that pretty good. 
from the uh, Dallas Renegades. So fun little thing with them. Um, we'll move on to the NFL. Some fun things I saw. Uh, Tom Brady is more likely to make the AFC championship, 65%, than Baker Mayfield is to complete a pass, 61%. That's great. <laughs> that is a great oh boy. I put my money on Brady, too. It, it's probably because he's a, uh, uh, a midget, according to Tony Grossi. Right. That's what... <laughs> That's absolutely is that, right. Is that why he got suspended? That dude, is that what he that said? Dude's been a Cleveland shock jock dumbass forever. I'm so happy he finally got busted and called out for it and probably going to get fired. Right. Uh, another one I saw, Jalen Ramsey said, my corner got to get fired for throwing in the towel, though. I got to get knocked out for real if the belt is on the line. Uh, and then a response to that from Rig Lombardi, you quit against Sammy Watkins. Stop it, bud. <laughs> Yep, I saw that one. That one made me laugh. Another one I saw, J.J. Watt. He said, hard note on that proposed CBA. guy named Ricky said, you only play five to six games a year anyway, so what's the big deal? Yeah, there's – I don't know why you can play it. Well, we must have got – sense on that, but – Right. We must have got Cody Bryant back. Uh, I should be back in. You are. I am. All right, there. Live to the show. Yeah, I don't know. I have to figure out what's going on with the Wi-Fi here. But I should be all right. I just switched over just to a regular call. Just pay your bill and it'll be okay. Yeah. That's all you got to do, man. <laughs> pay that bill. Do you pay your bill? I got to quit. No, I think the patch to my neighbors is, uh, is all snowed in. That is fantastic. <laughs> They must have changed their password on you. Uh, <laughs> um, that's fantastic. Apparently, you look like you got something to say. I do. Yeah, you look like you do. I didn't know if you were gonna say something. I mean, Cody just needs to stop stealing his neighbor's Wi-Fi. Yeah, he should stop stealing his neighbor's Wi-Fi. It sounds like he's got his kid too. Is Cody Jr. on the show today? <laughs> No, he's up at the vent. He's screaming down at me. Oh, that's him screaming down at you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, he's screaming down. He wants to join tonight. No, I bet. And I remember you said the other day, or the other day, last a uh, couple weeks ago, you said if you put together Brian Billick's stats next to John Gruden, they're going to be very close. So, Brian yeah, Billick. Right, Brian Billick, eighty and sixty-four uh, in the regular season, five and three in the postseason, won Super Bowl thirty-five, and then John Gruden won Super Bowl thirty-seven, and he's one hundred six and one hundred two currently, five and four in the postseason. Very much matched. So you were absolutely correct. Yeah, you you can't tell the difference, and I mean you could kind of debate. It, well, you can't. You know, I mean. There's a lot of critics about Gruden's Super Bowl, too, because they'll say that was with Tony Dungy's roster. So, you never know. It's always somebody else's roster. Like Barry Switzer only has a Super Bowl. Why couldn't Tony Dungy win it? That Tampa Bay team? Who knows? I don't know. They they can never well, for one. 
they always ran into the Rams in the playoffs. So, I mean, and then, you know, their offense wasn't as great as the defense. I mean, you had Warwick Dunn and, uh, yeah, Warwick Dunn and Mike Allstott. But the best quarterback that they had at that period of time, I think, might have been Sean King. Oh, come on. Brad Johnson was a stud. Well, it depends on what you consider a stud. <laughs> compared to Sean King, he's a stud. I mean, compared to Sean King, but the I think on the other side of the ball, too. And at that time, there, there weren't too many teams stopping you know, the greatest shirt on turf in that era. Well, I agree. I think you got a valid point there. And then if that's the case, like, why didn't Gruden win with those Raiders team? You know, Gruden he went. won with those Raiders team. He got there and he should have won. Yeah, but he should have won. He didn't he win them all. Eh. <laughs> I wouldn't say he should have won. I mean, remember, they got cheated out of one with Brady. They should have went that year. Everyone knows that that was a fumble, but whatever. We're in the NFL for 15 years. Yeah. And then, who they didn't, who beat them? Uh, was that? Who was that? No, did he ever get to the Super Bowl? That's right. He went. He never played there. No, he, it, it, it's right, because he was at Tampa. I forgot. He played Yeah, he was with Tampa. Yeah, they played the Raiders. Yeah, I forgot about that, because he switched, like, right over after that. It was his right. team that went. So his team still made their Super Bowl, and Tony Dungy's team made it. Tony Dungy's team won with Gurdon as coach. Right. I, I don't even know who was coach of that Raiders team. Callahan. Was it? Yeah, Callahan. Uh, Bill Callahan, yeah. Who's yeah. still in the league, and they wonder why people think the XFL is, like, so exciting. Because you got guys like Bill Callahan still in the league running offenses. There's a doubt there for a little bit. Yeah. Yep. All right, and then I got another. Uh, so I got another thing here about Greg Robinson. You know the guy that had 157 pounds of weed. Uh, fun fact: he took 863 snaps in 2019. Salary was 6.4 million, so it averages seven thousand four hundred and sixteen dollars per snap. Wholesale for a pound of weed is six hundred dollars. He had 157 pounds on him, equals ninety-four thousand two hundred dollars worth of weed. So it took Robinson less than 13 snaps to make that much money. That could be one drive. And he threw that away. <laughs> I don't even think he was on a roster, though, at the time. When he got arrested. Is he, I don't think he was on anybody's roster. I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. He's yeah, no. Uh, I think him and the other guy he got caught with, they were both free agents. And, I mean, you got to think, too, man. Like, that money don't last that long. Yeah, when you spend it, it doesn't last that long. When you think about, you know, how long an average NFL career even lasts, you know, like $6 really, that's, you know, that's that's what, one contract, maybe. No, you're absolutely right. It's not much. No, I mean, you got, you think $6 million, 
after you know you got to pay you know whatever you you, you know you pay for things and you know you're training and probably I'm sure you're probably training in the off season and you know their training ain't like our training and you know like the taxes which I didn't know until I watched that broke documentary like they had to pay you know the tax rates of that state you know wherever they play that game Yeah, it's a tough one. So, I mean, yeah, so like the taxes catch up with you faster than anything else, really. I forget who it was. I was watching something. It was a former Ravens player. I don't know if it was Ed Reed or Ray Lewis or it was one of the defensive guys from that team. But when they signed, when they got drafted in the NFL, they signed their uh, bonus. They got their bonus when they signed. It was like $1.3 million. And he bought like two Mercedes at a house. And then paid a couple hundred thousand in taxes. And then his agent came and said, where's my money? <laughs> and by the time it was on it, he only ended up right. getting like seven, eight hundred thousand. And by the, like, before he knew it, it was gone. And I, I remember that story. I'm saying that like, it's just gone so quick when you're paying hundreds of thousands in taxes and then millions of dollars from when, um, that your agent's right, yeah. buying you all that stuff before you get in the NFL, you know, it, shit adds up, especially when you're coming into the league, you got a lot of expenses. Right, it is real quick, you know. And then you got to think, you know, have, you don't have a guaranteed contract. You can sign a billion dollar contract on Monday. Antonio and, Brown, you know, they cut you on Wednesday. That's AB. That is AB, and that's you know what kind of tends to happen to people. So um, <clears throat> we'll move quick into the Major League Baseball. So quick for the Yankees. Uh, Severino's out for the year. Tommy John surgery. It does it spell bad news for the Yankees? What do you think, Bear? I mean, I don't. Who do they still have? Garrett Cole. Um, couldn't even tell you who James their Paxton. Their other starters. Who? James Paxton. Uh, I mean, he's good for them. Next time. Um, you know, J.A. Happ is, <laughs> he's old. That's the problem right now because Seve would have, I mean, Cole is the stud, Seve's your second stud, and if you have Paxton and Happ, they go 3-4, and then probably, you know, well, you probably have a young guy to go well, five. Tanaka, Tanaka will probably be 3 or 4. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Pat Tanaka, the wrestler, who's your pitcher. Totally <laughs> forgot, my bad. Pat, Pat Tanaka? Um, <laughs> Not Tatanka. I think you're thinking of what, what is that? I don't know his name. Pat from uh, no. Pat, Pat Tanaka is a he's a wrestler. Yeah, he's a mm. yeah. Thank you. Hey, he's from New Bremen, Ohio. Really? That's right. Anyways, New Bremen's right yeah. by St. Mary's That's office. Right me. by St. Mary's. <laughs> yep, sure as shit is. That's why I said it. Look him up. Look on Wikipedia. Um, anyways, so, I mean, yeah, so with, with Tanaka and, uh, um, Cole now, he would have been three, and then you had Paxton Half as your four or five, but Paxton and Half are both 13 and 10 guys, I mean, honestly, they're, they're going to be 13 and 10 guys with an over four ERA. Don't get me wrong, the Yankees offense is going to be great, so they can still win with that, 
but there's going to be season, or there's going to be times in the year where that offense is going to go cold, and they're going to need the Coles and the Severinos to come out and um, you know throw one earned run, less than that, seven innings, a couple hits, make it up to the bullpen. I just happen packs and scare me on the end of that. And I'm assuming that Stevie's going to be out the whole year. Is that true? Oh yeah, with uh, you know having that surgery, that's going to be a big oh, deal for God. him. Yeah, I can't remember anyone. if that's the whole year thing or if that's like a six month or eight month, but I, I think it is the whole year. Yeah, it's going to knock him out. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And then last year, so Paxton for the Yankees last year, he was 15 and six, had a 3.82 ERA. Uh, and then the year before for the Mariners, he was 11 and six, 3.76. He's got a career 3.50 ERA, 56 and 32 overall. So, kind of like you said, for every five games he wins, he loses three. So, 10 and six, you know, 15 and nine. Last year was 15 and six. You know, you throw a couple no decisions in there. You're about right and on point. I mean, he'll be a good. You know, if the Yankees are putting up six, seven runs a game, he's fine. You know, and uh, they're not going to do it every game, but they're going to put up a lot of runs this year, like they have the past several years. Yeah, I mean, they're the World Series favorite right now. I just saw, um, and honestly, with the Red Sox uh, and their whole debacle, they're going to be crappy. Um, the rest of the East, uh, the AL East, I mean, the Orioles are going to suck. Toronto's going to suck. The Rays will be second in that division. They'll compete for a wild card. Um, I don't know if they'll quite compete for the division, per se, but I bet that they'll probably be six or seven games behind the Yankees in second, but still have a, you know, still win 90 games. Um, but honestly, the rest of the AL is, eh, I mean... Houston will still be all right, but with all this shit falling over them, who knows? Um, and the Twins are be okay. The Indians, who knows? But other than that, those are your—I mean, those are really your stud teams right now. There's always a surprise, but the AL is going to be weak in my opinion this year. I agree with you. Besides the Yankees, yeah, I think it's the Yankees to lose. I mean, it truly is theirs to lose. Um, you know, you're still going to have the Nationals, the Dodgers, teams like that uh, in the NL that are going to come on strong. So it should be interesting um, getting to it. So let's jump into the NHL uh, before we get to the standings. So how about the 42-year-old emergency goalie, David Ayers, who, so just so people know how emergency goalies work, Toronto or Carolina was in Toronto. Uh, the home team has to supply an emergency goalie. So Carolina lost their, both of their goalies uh, in the game in the second period. They lost them both by the second period. And David Ayers, he's a 42-year-old Zamboni driver for the Leafs organization. And uh, he came in as the emergency goalie. He gave up a couple goals right off the bat, and the jitters got out and uh, ended up winning the game, making saves, doing a good job. And that was one of the biggest celebrations, and that guy's life was made uh, right there. He gets to keep the Canes jersey. still works for the, the Maple Leafs organization, but he's a forever a hurricane now. Uh, he's been on talk shows, all these other things as well. Do you feel, uh, let's start with you, Cody Bryant, you feel this is going to be one of the feel-good or maybe the biggest feel-good story of the year? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, hell, I forgot he was on, what was that, Sunday night that game was? Yeah, Saturday or Sunday, night. somewhere in there. Yeah, like I, I mean, 
I heard him on the Dan Leppard show. I think it was Monday or Tuesday. And yeah, I, I, the only thing I remember from that interview is that he played for free. So, and I guess emergency goalie, they're there, they're in the building, and they're there, but they don't get like a game check. Like basically, he plays for free. Yeah, they signed they signed an amateur contract to do that. But from what from what I saw and heard, um, there's a lot of quote unquote under the table kickbacks that the players well, do, yeah. especially when you're close in a race, which they are. So I'm sure you know. I saw the whole team sign the jersey and uh, send it to him and everything. So I'm sure he got paid. Yeah, but he definitely got paid. A, yeah, but it's still not a game check. Yeah, instead of it's better a than a game check, check it's untaxed. <laughs> he got a damn Zamboni driver's right. check. Fuck off, Cody Bryant. Fuck, they probably gave him the Zamboni. <laughs> they probably did uh, give him the Zamboni. Well, he's not even a. He's not even a Zamboni driver. He's like the operations manager at uh, Maple Leaf Garden or something. Yeah, now he's still getting paid. Look, man, yeah, he is now. He said he hasn't driven driven a Zamboni in like years. I guess it's been like five years or something. Hey, man, I don't care. He gave up two goals right away, and then he made the next eight saves. So he saved what he needed to. They won 6-3. to three. Feel good story. Fuck you, Cody Bryant. He That's an are awesome story. In the race? Yeah, of course they're in the race. They both are. Absolutely. That's why it was a big deal. They're both in the race. So the Maple Leafs might fire him because he beat him. <laughs> but... Should I do you know, it? Like he, he's still doing it. If, hey. I, if, if, if that would have been me, I would have went in there. I would have taken up the whole net. They wouldn't have got. You know, you know what would have been perfect for that? What? You know would have been perfect for that. What would have been perfect? Brandon at goalie? This globe. <laughs> the globe, yeah. The uh, uh, But, yeah, Toronto, because you mentioned it, so we'll talk about the NHL standings. Um, in the East, so since we're talking about the East, Carolina, who he subbed in for, they are currently sixth in the Metro. But you got to remember in the Metro, they've got the Capitals, the Penguins, the Flyers, the Islanders, and uh, the Blue Jackets and Hurricanes. They're only three points out of fourth place in the Metropolitan. And then in the East, you've got the Bruins at 90, uh, the Lightning. And so the Bruins are hot. They just lost two in a row, but they're, they're still at 90 points. Lightning are at 85. You've got the Maple Leafs at 74. Uh, the Panthers at 72, and the Canadians in fifth at 67. Out west, so the Bruins are back to having the best record in the NHL. They just can't beat the Red Wings for whatever reason. Red Wings at a big 34 points. Let's just throw that out there. Uh, that is only... Oh, yeah. First, first team eliminated from the playoffs, by the way. It's sad when they were a team that made, what, like 20... How many, how many in a row? 25, 26, something like that? Yeah, I think so. And now they're uh-huh. first out. Um, so out west, St. Louis is has 84 points uh, The in the Central Division. Excuse me. Dallas has 80. 
The Avalanche have 79, and then the Predators and Jets both have 70. They're tied for fourth. And the Minnesota Wild are at 67, so they're three out of the fourth spot. And the Blackhawks, who are actually last in that that division, they're actually still only eight points out, so four wins. It's not too bad, and they've played two less games. So they played two less games than the Winnipeg Jets, but they've played one more than Nashville. So we'll see over time. Nashville will probably be the team to get that, but we still got some time. And then, of course, in the Pacific, which has been a close race uh, for most of the season, the Vegas Golden Knights, 76 points. The Canucks and Oilers are two behind them, and the Flames are only four behind the Knights. So uh, two wins separate the Flames from the Knights, and uh, the Canucks, who are one, you know, essentially one win away, they have played two less games. So we'll see what happens. And they have almost the identical record. The Canucks have just two less overtime losses. That's the only difference in their record. And uh, and then you've got the Ducks, who are trash at 58, the Sharks at 56, and the Kings at 50. And I do, do just want to show, shout out to the New Jersey Devils, uh, Beer League's pick. They are still trash. They are not going to make the playoffs. And uh, they're not going to win the Stanley Cup. Darn. They only have to rattle off, like, I don't know. 15 of the next 20. To, well, they have won three in a row, though. So maybe Ooh, they will. They're 7-3. That's, that's why in it's barely for a reason. Uh, they're only 16 points out. That's eight games. Just saying. This is true. Uh, and then, of course, we got we to gotta talk about Alex Ovechkin. He got his 700th goal. He's now at 701. He's eighth all-time. So, uh, Bear, I'll start with you because fuck Cody Bryant. He may he pissed me off with saying that the Zamboni driver's not a feel-good story or whatever he is now. Um, so, not a feel-good story, man. He does that. <laughs> you're an asshole. So, uh, Gretzky, first all-time, 894 goals. Bear, do you think Ovechkin can catch him? And will he? Uh, how old is Ovechkin? Uh, I don't know how old he is. He's he, parents gonna look it up. He's he's 15 years in the league. I can tell you that. Um, so you got to assume he's probably what like 35, 34, somewhere in there. He came. He was drafted. I think the same time. 34. 34 yeah. So because he uh, Crosby's a year or two younger than him, and Crosby got drafted the year before, and then Ovechkin went first, and then Malkin went second in that same draft. So could you imagine that if the Penguins had the first pick, they could have had Ovechkin and Crosby? That would have been insane. Yes, it would have. They would have won a lot of titles. A lot more. Yeah, I mean, the Penguins got three and Ovi's got one. So four together, you know, combined, they'd probably have six or seven by now. They'd be like the uh, Patriots of the NHL, probably won half of them at least. What do you got, Parrot? I was it? I think he can yeah. come. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think 40 is a lot for a hockey player, especially being in, a in the year. league that long. Oh, know? 40 years old? Yeah. yeah I mean, Yarmir Yager played. I, I, I don't, don't even mean, know if he's still playing, but he played until 46. I'd, I'd love to see Ovechkin get it. Hey, I'd love to see him pass Gretzky. I'd love to see right. it, but I think he'll get close. I mean, I think he'll get close. I don't think he'll pass him, but I think he'll be right up there with Gretzky. I, I think so, too. I think he'll get to probably third or second. I think he gets to probably 850. Um Getting to, but what he might. What did you say, Gretzky has? 894. And, you know, Ovechkin might stay and try to play to get 900. You never know. Okay, so Brady 894. Ovechkin has 701 now. Yep. Divided by 15 okay. seasons, and the okay. season's not even over yet. Right. So 
if he plays five more years, he has to average 39 goals a year to do that. Right now, he averages 46, pretty much 47, 46.7 goals in his career per season. He's got a good shot. So if he stays at that, if he stays at that pace and plays for five more years, which isn't even 40, that's 39 for him. If he plays for five more years, he could, if he stays on pace, break Gretzky's record. I think he will. Um, I think that he will have the uh, the all-time record for goal scoring, and I think he will get 900 um, and then retire because there's one thing we know, those Russians play forever. It's, I mean, it's just going to depend on hopefully his body can stay healthy. And, you know, hopefully, and he's been a very he healthy can, player. Yeah, I mean, as long as he stays healthy, and you know, I'd, love, a, I'd love to see it. Man. He's 6'3", 230. Yeah, he's a big boy. Uh, what, Cody Bryan, I'll ask you just for spite. What do you think? Uh, I think he'll get close. I don't know if his – I don't know, man. I don't know if his body will hold up. He's 34. And, I mean, the NHL is starting to get a little bit faster now, too. And, I mean, he's kind of – he's a big bruiser, you know, type of guy. I mean – you know, he likes all that contact and everything. So, I don't know. I don't know if his body will hold up. I think he'll get close. Yeah. And, uh, if, if he passes him, I, I don't see him passing. Gretzky, I, I see him getting close. But, I don't I don't know. I don't really see it. I think he might. Uh, I think he'll probably retire before then. I, yeah, we'll see. And, and, you know, funny, the funny. The funny thing is, is that, um, you know, Gretzky's was like, I think at one point voted the third most um, impossible or unattainable record to get. I think uh, DiMaggio's is first, followed by Ripken, and then uh, Gretzky, well, they're which not, is what a lot of people said. Well, they're not talking about goals, though. They're talking about points for Gretzky. His points overall, he is so far ahead. It is, it, like, check that out. I'll, I'll pull it up right now. Um, so that you, well, I, I think it, I think it was both. I mean, no one, you know, because who's next closest in goals to uh, Ovechkin or to uh, not Ovechkin? Excuse me, to uh, Gretzky. Well, we'll look at that. Yager, right? It might be, but here, here's the thing with points: it'll never get touched. Gretzky's one at two thousand eight fifty-seven. Yager's two with nineteen twenty-one. He is nine hundred and thirty-six points away in second place. He's literally 66% of what Gretzky has in points. It is absolutely insane. That record I don't think will ever be touched. The 56-game hitting streak, you know, that's come close a few times, not, you know, in the 50. I mean, it's been right there. And then goals, Gordie Howe second because that's who Gretzky passed. Gordie Howe had 801. So 894 is still quite a bit to get to, but the points I know is the big one that they said probably would never be touched. And I agree with that. There is... That is something that you can't even fathom. 2,800 goal, or 2,800 points. And just to give you kind of an idea, points-wise, of current guys that are in the league, um, we'll talk, oh, man, there's, I mean, they're way down. And, and I'll keep looking for this, but guys that are currently playing, like they're not even, Alex Ovechkin's, he's, at, he's 37th with 1,271 points. So he's 1,600 points behind Gretzky. And Crosby 
is at 1257, but we know that a lot of his career, they came in at the same time, but a lot of his career has been plagued by injury. Otherwise, he'd probably have more points than Ovechkin. He wouldn't have more goals, but he'd have more points. Um, but he's been plagued by injury for a long, long time, and he'll retire before Ovechkin does. Gretzky has 1,963 assists. The next closest guy is Ron Francis with 1,249. That's the other. That's the other one. So it's probably assists and points that nobody will ever come close to and touching. Touch. <laughs> Wait, how many assists did you say he has? 1,963. So his assist alone would put him second. Or would put him first if it was just assist. Would put him first in points. Overall, because second in points is Yager with 19.21. So just his assist yep. puts him in first. His goals are an added bonus. That just tells you. That just tells you how amazing Gretzky was. And you know we were we were very young when Gretzky was playing. So was I even alive when he was playing? Like when did he retire? Oh, 99. So yeah. I would have been three. So, so was three. Like, that's why I don't really. See, like, I didn't get to watch Gretzky play. I didn't get to watch any of that. So, like, when you guys talk about Gretzky, it's, like, me talking about, like, Steve Eiserman or, you know, someone like that. Stevie Y, I mean, he's in the top ten as well in points, and so is one of my favorite, Mario Lemieux, being a Penguins fan. They're seventh and eighth in points. Um, You know, Lemieux, it says he was there 22 years in the league. He was not. I mean, he had to go out with the Hodgkins and whatnot, and he didn't play too much. But uh, he was an amazing player in the early 90s as well, same as Eiserman. Eiserman, all the 90s, and then Lemieux, really, the early 90s. And then when the Red Wings kind of took over in the mid to late 90s, that was all them. See, and, like, and they were good. Like, early 2000s, the Red Wings were still competitive. Yeah, and stuff. absolutely. Because like, that was, like, right when I started, like, actually, like, you know, when I was able to, like, comprehend sports and, you know, start realizing what was going on. Like, it was bad boy Red Wings teams and the fucking Penguins, you know? That's that's exactly Always. what it was. I mean, I, so, just, I just grew up on the Red Wings and the Penguins every year, it felt like. Hey, Bear. Yeah. Fun fact for you, Evgeny Malkin is 69th in career points. Nice. But he gets one more point, nice. he's going to be 68th. So, <laughs> and then uh, your boy Ray Whitney, I don't even know who that is, uh, played to 2014, though. Uh, he is will be 69th at that point. So uh, I know Parrot. Thank you. Pretty sure he's a defenseman. Probably. Uh, I know Parrot kind of, he actually did some homework. So, Parrot, we're going to pivot to the NBA. Oh, hold up. So, stop spinning my slots. You got to, why are you playing slots? <laughs> it's free uh, free rewards when I go to Vegas, man. Oh, yeah, that is true. Can't complain about that. There we go. So, NBA, uh, Parrot, before you get into some of the standings and things like that. So, one of the things was Miami Heat retired Dwayne Wade's jersey, the number three. That's great for Dwayne Wade. I mean, we all got to see Dwayne play. Dwayne was a great player. Uh, do you think he was deserving of a retired jersey in the NBA? For the Heat, yeah. I think as far as the Miami Heat organization, I mean, all three of the titles that the Heat have ever won, he was a part of. I mean, he was he's a leader in points, assists, steals. Like, he's the number one guy in that franchise. I wholeheartedly believe he deserved that in that franchise. If it would have been for a different franchise, say, you know, the Lakers or the Celtics, it might be a different story because he wouldn't be the leader and, you know, he wouldn't be leading all those stats and he wouldn't be, you know what I mean? But for the Heat and for what he did for that organization to bring him those titles and, 
all that. I think he I think he deserved it at 100. percent He was one of my favorite players growing up. Him and LeBron. Well, he got two of them with LeBron, right? And one yep. with Shaq. One with Shaq and two with LeBron. Yeah. Bosh. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you think, uh, Cody Bryant? Oh yeah, it, 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 it doesn't matter what franchise Dwayne Wade plays for. He can get in his jersey retired. I mean, Dwayne Wade coming out of college was one of the best two guards. Yeah, he's one of the best guards in the country. And then he gets into the league. He had a, kind of a slow start, but without him, without him, they don't win any of those titles in Miami. You know, there's no Shaq. They don't win that title with Shaq and Gary Payton and all those guys are there the first time. LeBron doesn't come down to Miami. Chris Bosh doesn't come to Miami. You know, I mean, you could put Dwayne Wade, the way that he played and the, the style of play that he had, you could put him on any team, and, you know, that team is a championship team. And, uh, I mean, he he deserves everything he gets. You know, he's one of, you know, he's, he's one of the great, i say he's the top, He's a top 10, you know, guard ever. Yep. I, I 100%, 100% agree with that. We we are on the same page tonight, Cody. I uh, I could not agree more. Dwayne Wade, um, absolutely, 100%. Miami has zero rings if he is not there, uh, no doubt. He absolutely, you know, and the, and the thing is, what a lot of people don't get of how great that he is, not only um, just as a, you know, as his own self in general, as a teammate, but what could have been for him, he was so injury-prone. He he had an injury-prone career and still is top 10. You don't get that. You don't oh, get yeah. people with injury-prone careers who are top 10 guys. If he stays healthy, he's a top 5 guy. Uh-huh. You know, if he stays healthy, he's way up higher on that list. I agree with that. If he if he stays healthy, I mean, uh, he's almost to you know like Kobe level of guard. Well, yeah. You know? If he if he had he... if he had the luck LeBron had his whole career with injuries and being lucky lucked out with not getting injuries, I I agree with you. I think Dwayne Wade would have been right up there with Kobe because he had the skill set and he had the drive and mentality to do that. He had that Mamba mentality. Yeah. Even with the career Dwayne Wade had, he was still, his career still is better than Kobe's, even without the ring. Like there was a time where Dwayne Wade was better than Kobe. Like I mean, like there was, I mean, for as great as Kobe was, there was no point in time there, there weren't. There may have been maybe three or four seasons out of Kobe's whole career that you could say he was hands down the best player, like the best guard in the league. And, you know, those times he weren't, you know, Dwayne Wade was the best guard in the league. Yeah. And, that... I mean, it was, you know, and, and really, if Dwayne Wade doesn't play in Miami, you know, they, they might talk about him the same way they talk about Kobe. Right. And, uh, and that's coming for our listeners. Just a reminder: that's coming from a the biggest Kobe fan on this show, and probably the biggest Kobe fan you'll know, and big Lakers fan. So, uh, thank you, Cody Bryant, for that take. And uh, just to kind of go into now that we mentioned Kobe, we'll talk about the Lakers Celtics played uh, just recently, 
And it was a two-point game, very good game. LeBron made that game winner. But uh, Kemba Walker did not play, but we saw who took over. Jason Tatum put up 41, and then uh, the king, LeBron, paid some some respects to Jason Tatum. And like we've talked on this show, and me being a Celtics fan, you know, Kemba Walker's – he's great. Don't get me wrong, but that is Jason Tatum. That's team. That's his team. Without him, you're, you're not what they are. And you can see that when a guy goes down, Kyrie went out in the playoffs a few years ago, he Tatum took over. He steps up and he does his thing. Like I, I love Tatum as a player. I, he is an amazing player, and he, he can score, he can rebound, he, he can do it all. And it shows. Like Even having your best guy out, Kemba or you know Kyrie last year, whatever it was, or even when the Celtics played the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals, they took that to seven games without them. You know what I mean? Like Tatum and Brown, like that team is they're well, complete. They, the Celtics lost six and seven to Cleveland. They had a three-two lead in that series. But but, uh, but but if the Cavs don't have LeBron in that series, the Celtics probably win that series. You know yeah, what I mean? No, absolutely. And you know, with the the thing is. Uh, Kemba's a, obviously you need a Kemba and you need a Kyrie to you know run the run the the one. But uh, Tatum, without Tatum, they're not they're nothing. And uh, you know Jalen Brown, he's good too. I mean, I think they overpaid him as a Celtics fan. I will be the first to say that four years, eighty million is ridiculous for him. He's good, but I think uh, he's early, probably he's early. probably a better shooter than Tatum. But Tatum is the better all around player, um, and we've seen more out of Tatum than we have Jalen Brown. Now we'll see over time what happens. I think that was a great game and you know it's nice for you know Cody Bryant being a Lakers fan me being a Celtics fan and we always talk about when he and I join forces in cornhole or some other stupid shit that he's magic to my bird Whoa. and uh, it's the same thing so it's nice for us to see that both teams are good uh, it's better for the NBA when both those teams are good they might they're probably not going to meet in uh, the finals you know I just don't see it happening for the Celtics the Lakers probably I don't see it happening for the Celtics but um, it, it's good for basketball yeah, to it, see and it's like, you know, the respect levels there, and you see it from, you know, the LeBron giving it to Tatum. And then last night the Lakers played the Pelicans, and they played he, LeBron Zion. played Zion. LeBron yeah. put up four. LeBron played his best game of the year, and Zion put up 30 points as well. Like it, And after the game, I forget exactly what LeBron said, but you see the respect level there, and you see that, you know, they want to go out and play their hardest because they have respect for each other. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it's good to see high competitive basketball like that, you know, this part of the year. Was uh was um who was uh what Drew Holiday was he guarding LeBron? Is that what they said? It yes and no, I mean Yeah. Yeah, that was Drew Holiday. Uh I think it like ended up on a switch or something, which Thank God uh, LeBron actually learned how to post up because <laughs> you know, there was a there's a point in time when LeBron was kicking that back out to the wing. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, um, you know, Zion, he, I mean, he's changed that Pelicans team. With him there, they are a better team, obviously. I mean, he's a stud, and we see that now that we get to see him play. And he's got them, you know, they're still only 25 and 33, but they are only three and a half games out of the eighth spot. They can very well get there. And he is fun to watch. He's very fun to watch. What I tell you. What did I tell you? you? You tell us a lot of stuff. You I said the Astros you. don't cheat. You know, I don't know what else you try to tell us. So. I didn't say the Astros. I didn't say the Astros. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. You cheat. said everybody cheats. All I th- exactly. I said it was overblown from what, it, from what they were doing. 
Obviously, everybody cheats. They've been using electronics since 2015. I'm not trying and to. I'm not trying to go back down that rabbit hole. You and Bear are getting along today. I want to keep it that way. And I told you the Pelicans were going to make the playoffs when Zion came back. No, you did. I agree. I, I think they will. I think they will. They got a great shot. Um, and then, what did you say the record was? Twenty-five and thirty-three, and then uh, Memphis so, is twenty-eight and twenty-nine. Yeah, say so Memphis is literally three and a half games. Yeah, it's no no big deal. And then uh, the other thing for the Lakers is Markeith Morris cleared waivers and signed with the Lakers. Uh, Cody, since you're the big Lakers fan here, do you think that's a good addition for them? Is he going to fit in well, mesh well? How often is he going to play? It don't matter. I mean, basically they got they switched him out for Boogie Cousins. And at this point in Boogie Cousins' career, with the with the whether he having Achilles and an ACL, yeah, they're basically the same player. Yeah, they're basically the same player at this point. And I I think we're all they just got they got a Boogie Cousins that they can plug in like right now. But even then, it's still not going to matter. I mean, it's because they don't have much depth. I mean, it's a big body to have, you know, getting into the playoffs. is another big body to have out on the floor, another rebounder, you know. I, I like that. I think it's good. It's better than having Boogie sitting on the bench not contributing, you know. And I'm going to I'm gonna sidetrack real quick. I think Bear is watching this. Are you watching AEW, Bear? Because I'm watching your reactions. Yeah, you see my face? Yeah, because I was like, oh, his face, and we're watching it too, yeah. And, uh, Cody, you watching AEW as well, by the way? I just switched over to it. So did you see the uh, shooting star press? No. Off the top rope through a table, Pac on Omega. It was insane. So anyway, back to back to this. So let's talk about some NCAA real quick. Or well, we didn't even give the standings to the NBA. Sorry. Go ahead, Barrett. All right, so uh, we'll start with the East. You know, the Bucks still have the best record in the NBA. They're fifty and eight. And by the way, they did clinch a playoff spot yep, already. They're the fastest team to clinch a play the fastest to clinch a playoff spot within the year ever. Yeah, fifty eight games. That's pretty good. There's still twenty four to go. Um, Toronto at two, forty two sixteen, Boston down to third, forty and seventeen, Miami in fourth, thirty six and twenty one, Philly in fifth at thirty six and twenty two. Indiana thirty four and twenty four and six seventh you got Brooklyn at twenty six and thirty, and then in eighth place you got Orlando at twenty five and thirty two. Then going going to the West. Uh, well, real quick, you got the Wizards are four and a half out, and uh, you got the Bulls six out and the Hornets six out. So I think this this East is. I mean, there's still twenty four games left, but the East is pretty much wrapped up. It really is. Yeah, I mean, I we'll see some. I think we'll see more changes in the West and the East for sure. Yep. Um, but in the West, we got the Lakers uh, still at number one at forty-four and twelve. The Nuggets have actually moved up into second place at forty and eighteen. Uh, the Clippers have moved down to third at thirty-eight and nineteen. The Rockets are sitting at thirty-seven and twenty. The Jazz are in fifth at thirty-six and twenty-one. And then OKC. Six at thirty-six and twenty-two, with Dallas at seventh at thirty-five and twenty-one, and then in last place or last playoff spot in eighth, the Grizzlies sitting at twenty-eight and twenty-nine, one game under five hundred. For Denver or LA, I would not either way. The Clippers or the Nuggets, I wouldn't. Right now, they're the Thunder would play the Clippers and the Nuggets would play the Mavs. 
Talk about an insane – and if, if the Pelicans can move up there, they'll play the Lakers and the Rockets will play the Jazz. Talk about four awesome playoff matchups in the first round. Oh, yeah. No one's getting swept. And even the Grizz, you know, the Grizz are, are still okay. And even them playing the Lakers, I mean, that they'll get beat. But that wouldn't be bad either. I'd be okay with that or even Portland. John Morant, John Morant versus LeBron would be awesome. Ex- exactly. That'd be, that'd, be a, that'd be a show. And then even Portland because his – uh, yeah, oh yeah. But uh, it would still be fun. It would be fun to watch those two go. Absolutely would be fun. Dude, I think Miami-Philly would honestly be a really good series. If it stays 4-5, and five, stays how it is in the East, Miami-Philly Miami Philly would be a really, really good. good series. Because what would it be, Indiana and Boston like every year it feels like? Uh, yeah. Indiana yeah. and Boston's like every year. and then But the that's Nets. always a good series. Like Indiana always plays in the playoffs, I feel like, really well. If any team's going to drop, it could be the Nets because they just lost Kyrie for the year to a shoulder, yeah. which we knew, and they don't have Durant. So next year is the year for the Nets. So, Brooklyn, uh, so realistically, Brooklyn's most likely going to drop out of this playoff they, race. They could. I mean, I they've mean, got they're a six, only, they're they're only six one... ahead of of the Wizards. They're seventh. They're, they're only one game, one and a half ahead of the Magic. So they could drop to eighth, but they're six ahead of the Wizards. I think either way, I think Orlando passes Brooklyn in the long run. I think they'll end up in seventh. I mean, I I think think if anyone's going to pass anyone, I think Brooklyn's going to end up out of the playoffs. It's possible. You know, they got a six-game lead, but they don't have their guys, so we'll see. There's still, what, 20, 30 games left. Yep. And uh, what else? You got anything else for the NBA, Parrot? Nope. All right. We'll move on to NCAA. So – uh, San Diego State finally lost. They lost to UNLV, 66-63, so they've got a loss. Uh, Ohio State now, they just beat Maryland, so they are now 4-0 against top 10 teams. So look out for them. Uh, and then how about Josiah Wallace of Eastern Illinois, buzzard-beating three-pointer to cap a 40-10 run in the final 11 minutes and 23 seconds to win the game 63-60 over Murray State. Insane. It was fifty-three to twenty with eleven minutes to go. What was that? I said Tony Romo would have done it too. Right, you're absolutely right. Eastern Illinois. So yeah, it was. uh, That's absolutely insane. So at one point there, it was fifty to twenty-three, which is insane. They were down twenty-seven with eleven and a half left, and uh, and it it was interesting. Parrots. Making a move. I we'll see. Make a phone call real quick. He's Phone's got to make happening. a phone call. He's probably got to call one of the creditors that chase him down. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, it's actually family related. Family related. Go ahead, my man. And uh, do you do you, either one of you guys, uh, Bear or Cody Bryant, have kind of the the standings in the NCAA men's the rankings? Yeah, Kansas uh, beat Baylor this last weekend, so they now jump them. Baylor's out of the one spot. They beat them sixty four sixty one in Baylor. Um, so they've split. Baylor won in Kansas. Kansas won in Baylor. So uh, the next time they'll most likely meet each other will be in the Big 12 tournament here coming up. Um, Gonzaga third. Dayton fourth. They keep moving up. I'm telling you what, they will be, Dayton will be in the Final Four. I guarantee it. That OB Toppin, dude, is a monster. Watch out for him. Uh, San Diego State dropped to fifth. Then you got Florida State. Duke, who just lost. Um, they dropped a spot and actually just lost to Wake Forest in double overtime last night, I think it was. Yep. Um, so they'll drop a little bit more, most likely. Kentucky 8th, Maryland 9th, Creighton 10th, Louisville 11th, Villanova 12th, Seton Hall 13th, Oregon 14th, Auburn 15th, Penn State 16th, BYU. Then here come the Big Ten, Iowa, Michigan, 
Uh, then you got West Virginia at 20, Colorado at 21, Texas Tech 22, then Ohio State at 23, Michigan State at 24, um, and Houston at 25 to round out the top 25. So we're going to have, uh, what is it, in the next couple of weeks we'll be having a uh, something different, won't we? Won't we be having March Madness coming up where we make our big bracket? Yeah, um, well, there's only four games left in the regular season for Ohio State. I'm not stating for all teams, just for what I'm looking. So I'm sure every team has three to five games to play left before the tournament, which will start on March. Hold on one second for me, please. Drum roll. Um, be March, uh, March 11th and 12th will be most of the uh, starting dates for the tournament, for the conference tournament. So by so that means selection Sunday should be March fifteenth if my math is correct there. Yeah, I think. So right. uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be making a we'll be making a bracket then um, the eighteenth uh, is when we'll have it out. March eighteenth. That'll be our uh, bracket week. That'll be fun, and we've got uh, something exciting that you'll hear on the wrestling show. Something we've come up with that's going to be really fun that we're looking forward to. That we're going to do uh, for wrestling in March, and we'll talk about that on that show. Um, going into this, uh, who, who do you think Bear is going to win the uh, Big Ten tournament? Who the hell knows? It's. I mean, I. It's been such a crazy year. I don't know who's going to win March Madness. I don't know who's going to win any of these tournaments. It's absolutely nuts. Um, right now, with, like I said, pretty much four games left in the Big Ten, as I'm looking, it looks like everyone, most people have played 16 games. Some have played 17. Um, Michigan State played 17, so they're a game and a half behind Maryland. Penn State, Illinois, Wisconsin are all two games back. Iowa's two and a half back. Michigan's three back. Rutgers is three and a half back. Indiana and Ohio State are four back. Minnesota is five back. Purdue is five and a half back. With pretty much four games to play. So those standings could drastically change here. Um, you know, and any you know, you don't know right now. Usually the seeding is almost set with four games to go. It's not even close right now. No, it, it could be anywhere. Ohio State finishes with Nebraska, Michigan, Illinois, and MSU. Um, yeah, three of those teams are ahead of them right now in the stand. So Ohio State could be moving up rather quickly. They could go from the uh, – let's see where they're at right now. They're in the 10th spot right now, and they could realistically be the third spot if they win these out, or even the second spot. I don't think they're going to get to Maryland because I doubt Maryland's going to lose out here. Um, but they could be – they could go from 10 seed to 2 seed in literally a week and a half. It's crazy. So it's very interesting. Um, if I had to take a guess, I would say Maryland's going to win the Big Ten. Um, but Michigan State is, after a slouchy middle here, are starting to come on. So who knows, man? It, it's going to be crazy. That's, or I should say, it's going to be madness. There, that's better. It's going to be madness. I think this year it's literally anybody could win the tournament. It's going to be hard to put a bracket in this year. Yeah, and we got to do a bracket with five of us is going to be insane. Well, we'll see if we get uh, uh, our boy. We'll we'll have him do a a bracket, Brandon. So if he does one, you know, we'll take his pick into consideration as a tiebreaker. He'll be our tiebreaker pick at that point when we have our selection show. So that'll be a fun one that we do. Um, 
the uh, the other thing is, like you said, Michigan State was it was tough, you know, and they're without some guys like Langston, and they I know they have Cassius Winston, but um, it'll be interesting to see how they do. As you said, they slouched around, uh, and now they're they're coming on a little bit. Uh, they're still they're I mean they're right there. They are second in the Big Ten. They're only I, I mean they're a game and a half out, so they're not going to win. They'll be a two seed. Um, more than likely, I mean, but like you said, man, anything could happen because they're all so freaking close. I mean, Illinois, Wisconsin, well, Penn State are all a half game out. Yeah, and, and Michigan State has the hardest finish at Maryland, at Penn State, home against Ohio State. That's how they end their year. So yeah, that's tough. That's not easy. <laughs> no, not at all. That's going to be a tough game I mean, for them. I mean, you have three ranked teams after year. Yeah, it's a parrot's like parrot's confused. He's like, I can't hear anything in my headphones. He grabbed the wrong set. Damn parrot. <laughs> He's like, I can't hear anything. I'm like, it's the wrong set. He's like, why is nothing playing through my headphones? Right. So, like you said, uh, with Michigan State, they I mean they beat Iowa and Nebraska, they lost to Maryland, um, they beat Illinois, lost to Michigan, lost to Penn State, lost to Wisconsin. I mean, they it, it's been tough for them, like you said. It's it's been a really tough season. And uh, I don't they dropped, I mean, they were the preseason number one. They dropped out of the top 25. I mean, they're back in. But, again, like we said earlier, it's really anybody's tournament this year. We'll see what happens over time. Um, but let's get into golf. So I'll just update with last week. So our, our local Parrot has the first win of the season. Took Patrick Reed. So Parrot has the first victory. Um, everybody made – there was no cut. So everybody made the cut. You know what's <laughs> awesome? There wasn't one. You know what's Woo! awesome? What? I picked the winner in NASCAR last week. Yeah. And I got the PGA winner this week. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But uh, – and you did very well as well in the uh, your second NASCAR pick. But uh, so just to kind of give what happened, uh, Jake had Patrick Reed who finished first. The next was Cody Bryant had Gary Woodland was 12th. Bear had Rafa Cabrera-Bello who was 16th. I had Dustin Johnson, who was a big 48th, and then Lucas Glover for Brandon was 61st. So updated standings, Bear at 29, myself at 37.8, Parrot at 39.8, Brandon at 43, and Cody at 45. Still a long way to go this season. Uh, Bear, can you tell us about this week's course and what we're looking at? Yep, so we're out of the California swing and officially into Florida. This is uh, really exciting because this is when all the good tournaments are coming up. The Honda Classic is a classic, uh, to say the least. Um, it's a great tournament. Palm Beach Garden, Florida. Down south, they play at PGA and National. Um, play here every year. Always been the Honda Classic. Always get big names to come out and play. Another star-studded field coming up this week. Um, every everybody who's everybody pretty much is going to be in this except Tiger Woods. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's going to be a fun tournament. Uh, the last couple of years, uh, actually Keith Mitchell won last year's a no name, but they've had big names up there. Ricky Fowler's been up there. Um, Brooke Kepka's been up there. Adam Scott won a couple of years ago. Justin Thomas won a couple of years ago. Fowler's won the tournament. You get a lot of big names up there. Um, and it's, it always makes for an interesting tournament, but there's always those uh, underlying, I, I hate to say no name because they're professional, but the uh, golfers that kind of sneak up here and you don't see much of, like you said, like Keith Mitchell went in last year. He went and uh, dueled Ricky Fowler uh, on Sunday and ended up beating him, you know. 
one of the one of the best golfers in the game, and uh, this no name dude ended up taking the title. So he'll be defending it this year, and um, I, I think it should make for a great tournament. They're supposed to be in for some good weather, 85 down there in uh, Southern Florida for the weekend, so it should be fairly nice. Um, so for me, one of the guys who um, you know I'm, I'm trying to stick away from bigger names and use those for better tournaments. So I'm going off again a little bit on the uh, realm here, and I'm going to go with a guy who's finished um, 16th or better three of the last four times he has played here, and that will be Billy Horschel will be my pick this week. Okay. Billy Uh, Ho. Billy Ho. So I am going to take, since I'm the next up, give me a, a winner here, as you said in the past, and finished third last year. Give me Ricky Fowler. I need to make a little like bit it. of I need to make a little bit of a comeback on Bear. The uh, he's first uh, right now. He's two, overall has got two hundred and thirty two points, and I have three hundred and two. So it's seventy positions. So I need you to miss the cut <laughs> and me to finish in the top five. But I don't see that happening. It's possible. Anything's possible. This is true. Parrot, what do you got, man? You're next. Um, I'm gonna go this week. Give me Fleetwood. Give me Tommy Fleetwood. It's a good pick. Um, yeah, I like I like that this week. Okay, and next would be Brandon, who took Shane Lowry, and last but not least, our uh, resident golf pro picker, Cody Bryant, been in last since the beginning. Uh, <laughs> Whoever you pick, you probably took him. No, I'll go with Zach Johnson. Okay. Give that. It's a good pick. I like it. We'll see what plays out this week. All right, let's go into NASCAR. So, a few things. Um, we're going to cover, you know, what happened in Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Except herpes. That shit will come back with you. But uh, in the truck series, so Kyle Busch last year won all five races. This year, he's racing five races. He won the first one he's in in the truck series. So what Kevin Harvick did is said, I'll put up 50 grand to any cup driver that can beat Kyle Busch in the trucks without wrecking him. And then Gander's CEO came out and said, I'll match that. So there's a $100,000 essentially bounty on Kyle Busch to get beat, but you can't wreck him to get beat in the truck series. So that just tells you guys are putting up 50 grand each just to beat Kyle Busch, who, as we say, is the best fucking driver in the NASCAR series. Trucks, Xfinity, Cup, doesn't matter. Kyle Busch. Give me a car. I'll go win that 100K. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nobody would fucking sponsor you. Parrotsonly.com. What do you mean? I got I got a whole country that would support me. Yeah, you're right. You, you pretty much do. Um so Vegas, uh, who uh, I'll give the updated standings. Bear, if you want to kind of poll what the who finished where last week in NASCAR, I'll give the standings for our picks and what happened. So Keselowski is who Jake and I had finished seventh, had the best finish. So Jake is still first in our in our points. Um, Brandon had Alex Bowman, who was 13th. He was up there in the beginning. Uh, Reddick for Bear finished 18th. And Chase Elliott finished 26th for Cody Bryant. So standings updated. 
Jake is in first with four is his total. Average place finish four. Granted, there's only been two raises. Uh, Brandon is second with 15. Cody Bryant's in third, 15 and a half. And Bear and I are tied at fourth with 21. Granted, we're only two races in. We've still got a lot of season to go. Um, but here we go. We're going to be at Fontana. But, Bear, do you have where the guys finished last week? I know Benedetto was second. Logano, I believe, won. Yeah, so Logano did win. Uh, Benedetto was second. Stenhouse finished third. Dylan fourth. Jimmy Johnson finished fifth. Um, he was the fastest car in practice, so that doesn't surprise me. I almost took him last week, um, but I'm saving him for this week. Wink, wink. Uh, Bubba Wallace was sixth. Keslow, obviously, you said was seventh. Harvick was eighth. Larson, ninth. Hi, Dylan, in tenth. So the Dylan brothers both got top ten. Um, Blaney finished eleventh, who is the points leader, followed by Boyer, Boyer, Bowman, Busher, Bush, LaJoy, Hamlin Reddick, Custer Truex, Amarillo, Byron Jones, John Hunter Nemechek, Kurt Busch, Chase Elliott, Ross Chastain, Gary's favorite driver who's really good, had a great car and didn't do shit, J.J. Yaley, Brennan Poole, Daniel Flores, Joey Gates, Clint Hoff, Christopher Bell, Reed Sorensen, Garrett Smidley, Michael McDowell, Ryan Creese, and Timmy Hill finish out in Vegas. And Ross Chastain, I will just say, was in the top 10 the entire race until he got bumped out. So that's where he finished in the 20th spot or 28th or 7th or whatever you said. He was up there, though. Same as Daytona, though, when he over-raced and ended up dropping back. But uh, the good thing is, you know, they got a car. We'll see what he does um, with the car. I mean, he was running top 10 all day, but, you know, we just don't know. And I'd rather see Ryan Newman, of course, back in the car because we all want to see Newman back. We'll see uh, what happens. We don't know yet. What do you got, Parrot? You look like you're thinking over there. No, so uh, something pretty cool that they're doing this weekend at the race. They're going to honor uh, Kobe Bryant, and they're right. going to put the 24 on the infield. And then I just saw Daniel Suarez is actually going to be wearing, uh, he has 24 and 8 purple and gold gloves and boots, and his car is actually painted purple with the number 24 on it. Well, that's William Byron, not Suarez. What? William, uh, yeah, Byron's, I William Byron's. Yeah, I know it does. That. William Byron's driving twenty four and it's really, in purple that's, and gold. That's, that's really, really cool. that's really cool to even see, you know, guys in the NASCAR um, you know, honoring Kobe and Gigi and all that. It's really cool to see. And then uh Ryan Blaney's also running a special car. Ryan Blaney drives a twelve, yeah. uh honoring all victims and on the back it says Mamba on three dot org. Uh, and then Body Armor is the primary sponsor. So, and Exalt is the primary sponsor for Byron as normal, and he'll be in a purple and gold car. So, pretty neat to see. Looking forward to that. Um, this week, what, you got more on that? Uh, I was just going to say, just for that reason, I'm picking Blaney this week. You're going to pick Blaney? Yeah. Yeah, because you're first to pick. That's what I was going to say. They're in California, they're at Fontana. Uh, Jake is picking Blaney this week for that. Uh, Brandon took Jimmy Johnson. Cody, you are up next, my friend. Man, stop taking shitty. Well, you're taking good drivers most of the time anyway. Come on, Parrot even got this. Just look at 26 guys throughout the year that make every race. There's definitely 35 guys that make every race all year long. Okay, and then uh, Bear, I think you said wink, wink. You're taking Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, uh, six wins here. So, uh, yeah, give me Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Kyle Busch has four. Jimmy has six. 
No one else has more than three. Um, it's Jimmy's. It'll be his last race in Fontana. Uh, so I mean, come on, man. He's he's finished. Uh, he, he just finished fifth last week. Even after being at the Wilder uh, Fury fight, which I'm sure I'll get into here in a little bit, he was there. He was like fifth row. So he don't have that Colin Cowherd second row money, but he's got that Jimmy Johnson fifth row money. Um, I would so, yeah, think Jimmy Johnson this week. I would think Jimmy Johnson's got more money than Colin Cowherd. That's a. It was a joke. <laughs> I was about to say he's but fifth row. A lot of people are at that fight. Um, the uh, and then I'm going to take. I'm going to waste him now because, as you just mentioned, four wins there. My favorite driver. I'm going to get rid of him now. Kyle Busch, and I will not use him <laughs> until later on in the season, as you know. Uh, so give me uh, Kyle. Do you know if he failed post race inspection? Uh, for last week in Vegas. Yeah. He did fail it or he didn't? It shows, I'm assuming he did because it shows that him, he has a 10-point penalty, and Hamlin did too. Oh, yeah, because um, so the – oh, no, no, no. They, they all got penalized. They got penalized in uh, practice or right after qualifying. All the Toyotas got a lot of uh, – had to get moved to the back because they failed the one of the inspections from practice or qualifying. Okay. Because Bush did have the pole and he had to start in the back. Okay, that's why. Yeah, I was um, I was going to go with whoever the car uh, 33 was this week because I'm into numbers. Uh, Denny Hamlin, 11, won last week, or I'm in Daytona. Logano, number 22, won this last week in Vegas. So I was seeing that there was a car 33, but there is not. So, unfortunately, I couldn't take it. Well, who's the 44 or the 55 or the 66? 77 would be Chastain uh, normally. <laughs> 88. 77. 77 Sorensen, 66 is Timmy Hill. <laughs> there's no 50, there's no 55 or 44, and then uh, Bowman 88. And well, Carl Edwards retired a while ago, so there's no more 99. Kind of reminds me when Parrot last year took Jamie McMurray for a race and still was destroying <laughs> us when he just retired. <laughs> it's all right, Parrot. Yep, we still love you. I don't even know who that is. Get out of here. All right, so Wilder and Fury. Let's talk about that. That's the next thing before we get into trivia. Uh, so Fury won in seven rounds. Uh, knockout, well, the, the corner threw in the towel, and for good reason. I mean, he was bleeding from his ear, busted eardrum, went to the hospital after. He was pissed that they threw in the towel, but if they did not, he would have probably died. Uh, I wouldn't say he died, and I have an ulterior motive to why they threw in the towel. And Wilder can act and fake and pretend like he's pissed all that he wants, but uh, they already had a third fight signed. He would have gotten, I think he didn't want to get knocked out. I think that's the big thing, and he was close to it. I guarantee they talked about it before and said, if I'm getting close to getting knocked out, you throw in that towel so it doesn't happen. I'm pretty sure that's why he did it, to save face. Because Fury whooped his ass. Straight, plain, whooped his ass that yeah, entire yeah. fight. He can complain all he wants about his 45 pounds of shit that a 230-pound dude who's in perfect shape is going to say that walking 300 feet with that killed his stamina. Don't give me that shit. I don't want to hear it. He saved face. He got his ass whooped. He wasn't ready. Fury came out as a fat dude and whooped his ass. 
Plain and simple. Yeah, there's no way that you can blame a, a suit that you chose to wear. I mean, even me, scrawny little parrot, could put on a 45-pound suit and not be winded from it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... You can't complain about that when you're in tip-top shape. Like, I, I agree with you 100%, Bear. Like, that's just not something that you should – it's not an excuse. You're not supposed to be given excuses. You're at the top, you know, top of your game, performance, conditioning-wise. Like, don't don't put excuses on them like that. You lost the fight, man. Yeah, he did. And uh, sorry, I had to step away for a minute. I just got a notification that they've already canceled school tomorrow, so I had to go tell the ex-wife, yeah. We're under a level two, apparently, yeah, and drifting snow, all that shit. It's just going to get worse tomorrow. Um, but, uh, Cody, Bryant, I want to kind of hear your take, too, man. What did, what did you feel about that fight? Oh, no, he just caught a beatdown. There's no uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts to it. Man, he, he just caught a beatdown. He's not – Deontay Wilder, first and foremost, is not a boxer. Deontay Wilder is a fighter. When you put a fighter up against a boxer, this is what will happen every single time. And not to say that Tyson Fury is one of the greatest boxers ever, but he's a boxer. So the whole point of boxing is to not get hit. And if the only thing you have to avoid from Deontay Wilder is a right hand when you're taller than him and you weigh more than him. I mean, it was an easy fight. You know, it was easy, you know, uh, from start to finish. Like, Wilder really didn't have a chance. And uh, and that's what Fury said, too. He said he was going to come after him, and he did. So that Wilder, as you said, Wilder's a fighter, not a boxer. And Fury just brought it to him, so Wilder could never get anything there. Right. And then the biggest difference this time between the first fight, there were a lot of times where Wilder would, you know, kind of jump in and Tyson Fury didn't make him pay for missing. You know, there are a lot of times where Wilder would go in. The first fight, Wilder would go in trying to throw, you know, power punches. He would miss, but Fury didn't make him pay. This time, Fury made him pay. And, I mean, even with that that shot um, behind, well, some people, I've seen some places where I've seen some, uh, people talking about that fight, they said he Wilder got punched behind his in the back of his head. Some people say he didn't. I mean, either way, I mean, he's still probably he would have lost that fight. Like there was no, he, the only chance he had was with that right hand. And when you're a boxer like Fury and you can avoid that, and you're making Wilder pay for missing with power shots. You know, and you're landing two or three shots on the way out. You know, I mean, you were going to, I mean, he was either going to point him to death or he was going to knock him out. So, and then with that, you know, shot to the ear and his ear is bleeding, you know, that just exacerbated, you know, the problem. So it was, I mean, it just was more, it happened sooner than later. So there's no excuses, there's no third fight. I mean, there's no, I mean, what's the point in a third fight? There's no money in a third fight. There's not going to be a third fight. Uh, I mean, Wilder, or not Wilder, but uh, Fury's next fight will probably be Anthony Joshua. And which that one will probably be the same way. It'll, it'll, you know, it'll turn out the same way. And ironically, this was the second time in boxing history 
that all four titles are unified. And I think the last guy to do it, I want to say it was like Riddick Bowe. And which makes you think, like how crazy boxing really is to where the only two guys in history to, uh, to unify all four titles are Tyson Fury and Riddick frickin' Bowe. So, how good do you think uh, Fury is? I, I know they keep talking about Anthony Anthony Joshua, like you mentioned. Do you think um, Do you think anybody can beat Fury at this point? Uh, I don't know. I don't think anybody can beat Fury. That's the crazy part. And you gotta think Tyson Fury beat one of the Klitschko's. He beat the Klitschko's. Yeah, I can't remember which one he beat, but I mean, he beat the Klitschko's. Which arguably the two of them killed the heavyweight division. Between them not wanting to fight outside of uh where are they from? They're from Russia, aren't they? Or Ukraine? Right. I mean, besides the two of them not wanting to fight outside of their home country and then not wanting to fight each other, you know, that kinda killed the heavyweight division. So and then you got Anthony Joshua who has the same questionable, uh, the, the questionable record of opponents that Deontay Wilder has, you know, going up against, you know, a guy like Tyson Fury. I, I just, I mean, Tyson Fury, it'll go down. Tyson Fury will be like a top five, you know, top five, uh, yeah, like the top five heavyweight boxer. Right. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Which things is, play out. Yeah. Which is crazy because he's not, and that's 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 to let you know how far down heavyweight boxing has fallen. Mm-hmm. And we'll see, uh, you know, what happens over time. I mean, we'll keep covering boxing as things continue. Um, I'm going to send you guys a text, so we're going to have another wipeout here eventually. It's all sports movies. I just copied all three of you on a text uh, from Jeremy with a bunch of sports movies. So have that. We'll cover that in a little bit. And I will tell him that we are good to go um, to start trivia. And, Barry, you kind of want to give us the updated points. You got that? Yeah, well, let me – I just got to pull it up here. No problem. All right, so updated points. Gary, you are in the lead at 192. Cody Bryant, 180. Myself, 173. Parrot, 77. Look at me go. How many am I? How many did you say I'm ahead of him? Twelve. Yeah, that's not bad. All right, so he said, "Let's start with a tricky NBA question." Lamarcus Aldridge is 23 points away from a thousand points this season and about to join a prestigious club. There are three players that have scored over 1,000 points each of the last 10 seasons, including this current season. Name them. So. We're going to have to write these things down, and uh, I will mention what happened. You guys can um, bear you. I mean, I can see you in my video, um, and then Parrot's sitting right here. He could kind of go after that. So tricky question. LaMarcus Aldridge, 23 points away from 1,000 points this season and about to join a prestigious club. There are three players that have scored 1,000 points each of the last 10 seasons, including this current season. So... He wants to know who they are. I'm going to put mine in. I'm going to type them in so that they are here. 
and he will have what he needs from me. And it's three points for three each. Three players, right? Yes, three players. Each of the last ten seasons has scored 1,000 points. So I just sent my three off to him, and um, I've got parrots. I had two, uh, two of the three of those, so those are good. Um, we'll see what happens. Bear, we'll see what Bear says. And uh, Cody, are you texting me, or if you're texting me, or one of you is texting yeah. me, the other can say it. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll text you. Okay. And, uh, uh, right, so I think, uh, did I just get your text? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, not yet. Waiting on it, waiting on it, waiting on it. Uh, I'm trying to come up with a third. Come on, man. Oh, my. <laughs> do, do, do. Uh, you know what? I don't know. No. I'm trying yeah, to think. Third think the hard part. Yeah, I think each of the last 10 years. The 10 years? I'm, I'm thinking of guys that are freaking recent as a problem. I'm trying. I got to get old guys here. Hold on. Yeah, I just told Jeremy. I said, I type mine in first. And I said, hold, please, because I'm waiting on you guys. Uh, I've got Parrot. Parrot, show me yours again. Just show them to me. Hold on, i got to retype them again. you got to retype them again? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bear, I will tell you now if you got your points up. It's three points each. You can give me six now. Uh, you can give Parrot three right now. And you it's can... two points per? It's three points per. So you can give me six three for Parrot, and you can give six to, uh, no, you can give three to Cody Bryant. I'm sorry. All right, and uh, I mean, I'm going to have to go, God, I can't think of a third guy still, So I, and my second guy probably isn't right. I'm going to go with LeBron, Curry, and, um, oh, God, um, Al Horford. For fun. Uh, give yourself, <laughs> give yourself three. So, and then just so you guys know what I had, I had uh, LeBron as well, which is correct. Uh, James Harden, which is wrong, and uh, Russell Westbrook, who is correct. And then the last one is kind of surprising. It's actually Demar Derozan. Wow. I can see that. But I can see it. It's just surprising. He was the only one scoring points in Toronto all those years. But I didn't think he was scoring a 1,000 points a year. And I didn't think Westbrook. I almost put Westbrook down. But it wasn't like his triple-doubles were 30-point triple-doubles either. Well, you don't need 30. You know what I mean? You average. Yeah, but if you're scoring a 1,000 points a year... I mean, 10 points a game is still only 800. 820, yeah, but you're saying 30. He wasn't doing 30. Yeah. That'd be 2,400 points. He needs only – he doesn't even need 15. Yeah, but there are a lot of times – He needs 13 points a game. Is. Yeah, but all he needed is 13 a game, and he's fine. And he was a triple-double almost, it seemed like, every fucking game. Yeah, but this is also Russell Westbrook we're talking about which was he was the worst point guard shooter than Allen Iverson. 
Hey, you're talking about Bears dying, man. 30 shots a game. All right. Uh, <laughs> here's a good one. Last week, I think Cody compared John Gruden to Brian Billick, and I know we covered this a little bit earlier, which got me thinking about wins. Order the following four coaches from most to least amount of career wins as an NFL head coach. Two of them actually tied for third, so you'll want to go one, two, three, three. I'm going to ask him, does this include playoffs? So, because it doesn't say that. It just says career wins. But I'll give you the I'll give you the coaches now. So you've got Brian Billick, Jimmy Johnson, John Gruden, Lovey Smith. And no, it's just regular season. Didn't we do something like this before? Now with these four guys. Uh, we're ranked from least amount of wins to most. Uh, most, you're ranking most to least amount of career wins as an NFL head coach. Ah, uh, just regular season. Right. And then uh, uh, we'll see what the points total is. Points for this. And then I'll type mine into him. Hold on, Parrot. Right. Let me type mine in before you show me yours. I mean, I have no idea. Like, I think the only person I've seen coach is Lovey Smith. The only, he's the only person you've seen coach? Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Johnson hasn't coached, I mean, since I've known. I mean, That's John, about right, yeah. Prepared to only see? That's about right. John Gruden's coaching. Gruden's again, coaching but, right now. I mean, now he is again, but, I mean, he wasn't for a while. Yeah, he is again. Right. So, uh, sorry, I'm typing mine into him. I'm trying to do this shit one-handed. And so I just gave minus two points for each correct spot. Um, do you guys have your answers? Yep. Yeah, you should have mine already. All right, so uh, we'll give. So mine is Gruden, Lovey Smith, Jimmy Johnson, Brian Billick. Since they're tied, um, Parrot's got Gruden, or no, Jimmy Johnson, Gruden, Billick, Lovey, and then uh, Cody's got Gruden, Johnson, Billick, Smith, and then Bear has Gruden, Billick, Smith, Johnson. Gruden, Billick. Smith, Johnson. So it is Gruden, Smith, Billick, and Johnson. Billick and Johnson identical. So oh, I got that. On, I got that on point, Parrot. So only because I remember what I put for John John Gruden. So I assumed him. And then Jimmy Johnson had two great years, and then he he inherited a shitty team in the beginning. So, but they had two great years in well, the Super Bowl. coach for like five years. Exactly. <laughs> So, um, parrot or uh, sorry, bear. Give me eight. Give uh, Cody Bryant four. I only got one. Billick at three, right? Uh, Billick was at three with Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, so I got one. Okay, so give two to parrot, and then however many to yourself. You know the order. Four. I got Gruden and Johnson. I mixed up Billick and stuff. All right. Sweet, we're ready. I like this. 
What was the order again? Gruden. Lovey, Billick, and Johnson. Uh-oh. It was 106 Uh-oh. to 89 to 80. So it looks like we're doing wipeout again, uh, and is what's the order? I'll ask him what's the order of wipeout. Uh, and in the meantime, of course, we want to thank Jeremy because we know he puts a lot of time into this for us, and and he is the uh, biggest contributor to our show besides uh, uh, the four of us. Um, so thank you again, Jeremy putting this together every week for wrestling, for sports. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it. It makes our show more fun for us, makes it more fun for our listeners because they can participate with us at the same time. Jeremy did tell me that he, he participated in our NFL attendance little trivia thing last week since he didn't, he didn't uh, put that together for us for one time. So that's great to see. All right, this one is, again, Wipeout. You guys have the list, so I'm going to have to be scrolling. But uh, it's a nice big paragraph, so here we go. Let's end with another wipeout question. You all should have a list of 16 sports movies. A lot of them have been covered on the show. Read out loud so listeners can play along. Again, I'm reading that even though it's in parentheses. Don't care. Uh, 11 of these movies hit the $100 million club domestically. And then during their theater or during their theater runs hit $100 million. For those who did not listen to the wrestling show last week, the way this works is you guys go around naming 11 movies who grossed at least $100 million at the movie theater. First correct answer puts one point in your bank. Each consecutive answer increases by one, so the next answer by that person is worth two points, so on and so forth. Bear knows how the points work, uh, so you'll be plugging as we go away. If somebody gets it wrong, they lose all the points they had accumulated in their own bank, and the next person starts again with one point for a correct answer. At the end, everybody keeps the amount of points in their bank, Nobody is eliminated during this game. He randomized the order. Bear, then Cody, then Parrot, then Gray. So Bear is up first. Had to gross $100 million, right? $100 million. All right. Um, I'm going to go with Space Jam as number one. So you're going to go Space Jam. Let me type that to Jeremy. i got to write my answers down for me because I got to keep scrolling on this list all right so space jam let me type that in space jam let's see what Jeremy comes back with I'm sure that did a hundred million in the box office incorrect 90 million (laughs) really the best movie on there does 90 million that's horse shit Came out in like 96, so zero for him. So the next one is Cody Bryant. If you get it, Cody, you get one. Okay. Um, well, I'll say Million Dollar Baby. Million Dollar Baby. Billion Dollar Baby is a uh, song by Alice Cooper. Million dollar baby. Correct. 100 million. So one point for Cody Bryant. On to Parrot. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go with Rocky. 
Rocky. Is that wait? Is that all the Rockies, or is it just Rocky One? Rocky, <laughs> the first one. All right, let's just. Sure, I'm all the fucking Rockies. Well, I don't even think all the Rockies combined made 100 million. Yeah, they did. Stop. <laughs> and this one did too. I'll say I thought it did. In 1976, it it had to have. Correct, 117 million. So two points for the parrot. Uh, That's gonna be adjusted for inflation. That's what I thought. That's why I didn't go with it to start. I knew it was it's, good. It's not adjust. They don't adjust it for inflation. It did 117 million dollars in 1976. That's a lot of money back then. Correct. Um, right. Let's see. God, some of these movies are so fucking terrible. Uh, I'm gonna go Talladega Nights. I hope I'm right because that would give me three. Let's see, Talladega Nights. Correct, 148 million. So we got three that are correct and uh, one that is wrong. Space Jam, back to Bear for four points. Which one did you just say? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Talladega Nights. So we. You said Talladega Nights. Correct. Yes. And remember, if if I was uh, just trying to fight them all. No, you're good, because if I lose, like, for example, the next go-around, if I get it wrong, I lose those points that are already in my bank. Yeah. Yep. So, so right? Okay. Um, I'm just, I, was, I was writing them down so I could cross them off and make my notes. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so that's what I'm doing, too. So I'm going to put right now what people have. Bear has none. Cody has one. Jake, two. Me, three. And then I'll cross it off as we go if they have to wipe out points. So I'll give you the total at the end. I'm going to go Happy Gilmore. Happy. Happy Gilmore. Or what is that? Lafferty Daniel and Gilmore. Happy. 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 Happy Gilmore. So this is the fifth movie guess. Let's see if he can get four points in his bank for now. Incorrect. 38 million. Ooh, really? He's a clock, damn. So we'll start over with uh, Cody. Back yeah. to one point for you, Cody. Um, I'm going to go a league of their own. I think that's a solid guess. And he said that one was surprising to him. I knew it didn't do well. I didn't know it did that bad. But obviously well, it's Happy a... Gilmore? Yeah, what obviously it's a legend now. But... Oh, yeah, that's a... Oh, yeah, all the early Adam Sandler movies were terrible at the box office. Oh, I agree. And you guys think we were kids when that movie came out, so like it's hilarious to us, but we were also, you know, preteens and teenagers. A League of Their Own is correct, so another point for Cody. On to two points for uh, the Parrot. Um, it's a good movie, too, man. Give me yeah, it is. top five baseball movie. There's no crying in baseball. Give Actually, me... there's no crying in trivia, so that's a good homage to that. Give me Seabiscuit. Sea Biscuit for I loved that movie. Sea Biscuit. If that did a hundred million, I think it did because I saw it. Get somewhere. the fuck out like, of this show. I remember show. seeing it somewhere when I watched what movie? it. Sea Biscuit. Biscuit, the horse movie. Sea Biscuit. I think it did. That's what I'm saying. I thought it did. It did, man. Hundred and twenty million. Fuck you, parrot. Yeah, Jesus dude. That's one of my favorite Christ. movies. All right, let me scroll up and look at the list again. I gotta scroll back up and uh. Our mess, our messenger. Oh shit! I went too far. All right. Um. 
I'm going to go with the blind side. I think you're right. I mean, it's an Oscar-winning movie. It was What's Her Nuts. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Hey, 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 now. Don't disparage the good goddamn name of Sandra Bullock. I'm hoping we're correct. $255 million, so another three for me. So I've got the total points going right now, so don't worry about that, Bear. Back to Bear for four. All-time well, grossing. What's that? I already got it. I got points going. Oh, okay. Yeah, I so saw right now I have six, but if I miss one, I'm risking losing my six points, which sucks. On to Bear. Nothing to lose here. <laughs> Might as well go back to the well with Adam Sandler again, so I'm going to go, oh, don't do it, it's a trap. <laughs> no, the longest yard's newer. That one, if the longest yard couldn't hit a million dollars, I'm hanging up and I'm, I'm just done. I'm quitting. There's no way that you don't not, do it. Here we go, longest yard. Guaranteed. Don't do it, Guaranteed. it's a trap. Correct, $158 million. That's the seventh correct yeah. one, right? How many, 102? 158. Oh, 158. Too many big names in that movie to not gross $100 So that I'll put four in uh, your bank. I like it. On to five for Cody Bryant. Five or zero for you. At, or You could be at seven total or at zero. We've had nine total guesses, right? Uh, one, two, three, four, um, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine. I just wanted to make sure I had them And we're right seven now. and two right now. Damn so we've got three I more to get. Remember, I'm going to say remember the titans. Remember the titties. Titans. Always remember them. Remember that? I don't know. I might be wrong. We'll see. It seemed like it it should, but it probably didn't. A Disney movie. It had to. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Waiting on him. Waiting on him. Come on. Trying to look at the list, and I got to scroll back down. Remember, the Titans uh, is correct. There we go. Don't doubt the mouse. All right, what's left? So let me add five to your bank. All right, it's not me, right? It's on you. Um, Blades of Glory has been said, right? I don't have that written down. Uh, is that another one? Blades? What? Blades of Glory, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, that was too funny not to gross 100 mil. All right, let me type that in. Somebody is about to wipe out, I feel it. Three of each left. Is it three of each? What are we, We've only missed two. Yeah. Didn't he say ten of these? Well, this is the tenth one that we've gotten right right here. Oh, it was 11. Did he say 11? i got to scroll back up to the rule. I think you're if right. I'm right. I think he did say 11. Uh, yeah, 11 movies. You're absolutely correct. So, Blades of Glory. Was that right? We're going to find out. You should be. I mean, it's a it's a Will Ferrell movie, and it's newer. or Well, newer compared to these other movies. Correct. 119 million. So... Yeah. So that's six now for Parrot, ten in the bank. So, oh, let's see, i got to go back up to these. So we have left. Dodgeball. I'm gonna... It'll just be two, right? Yeah, we got 
Dodgeball, Mighty Duck, Sandlot, and Waterboy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, dodgeball, you have to go. I mean, that was one of, that's 2005, four, three. It's in the early 2000s or mid-2000s. So I got to go with dodgeball. Dodgeball, no way, dude. Dodgeball was big. I mean, I think I was in high school when that came out, and I know it was good. I went and saw it. Don't do it. It's a trap. Guarantee you're wrong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start writing down seven points for me. Correct. Suck it, Cody. 114. Back to bear for eight. <laughs> Shoot. Brandon Beckham. I think we got, yeah, one more correct answer. Well, I'll just pick the newest movie of the three. We'll go with The Waterboy. I'll go Adam Sandler again. Back to back to back. It's either that or Mighty Doc. Sandlot, there's no way that it hit. Waterboy. Well, the good thing is, correct, Waterboy, you you get it. So that's good. So, so the points total, so Bear sucking it up helped us, uh, help me get Cody further behind me. So thank you, Bear, for missing those first couple. So Bear walks away with 12. Bear walks away with 12 points. Cody Bryant with 7. Parrot has 10, and I have 13. By the way, he gave me more. Major League had 49 million. Ducks, 50 million. Sandlot, 32. Wow. That's it. I'm going to give him the points. 7, Cody. 10, Parrot. Unfortunately, it's not wrestling for you, Parrot. You could have had 30. Oh, I forgot about that rule. (laughs) (laughs) The Tucker rule. Yep. All right, so going to go into the last few things here. So I don't know how to say her name. What is it? Sabrina Ionscu made NCAA history from University of Oregon. First male or female player with 2,000 points, 1,000 assists, 1,000 career rebounds in a collegiate career. So congratulations to her. If I said your name wrong, if you listen to the show, uh, I'm sorry. And uh, Jeremy did say, not bad at all. You guys did great on that one. Go Jazz tonight versus the Celtics. Have a good one. See you for wrestling. Uh, of course, I'm going to respond back and say, go Celtics. Sorry, Jeremy. Um, the That is one thing. Uh, there was an 84-year-old Ole Miss fan who won a car with a putt. <laughs> I saw that. Putted across the whole entire basketball court. Put it in the little hole. Won a car. Um, but to go back to Sabrina, do you think it would have been a bigger deal if it was a male player? Probably not. Just the way that college basketball, just the way college basketball is now. I mean, compared to what it was, you know, just say in the, you know, in the late '90s, early 2000s. I mean, there's, there aren't guys that, one, guys don't stay long because it's pointless to stay long. And, you know, the guys that do stay long aren't necessarily that good anyway. So they're not going to compile all those numbers in four years. Right. All right. Um, so, I mean, it should be a bigger deal than what it is. Like, this should be, you know... I mean, but even think like even when 
uh, like Pat Summit got her 800, was it 800 wins? Yeah. I think. Or, or Seven or eight. Beheim, when Jim Beheim got his 800 wins, and Gino Ariema, Gino Ariema, was he at 900 or something? Yeah, he also yeah, gets like at least 30 really, wins a year. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, it was just a blip on the on the ticker. You know, like nobody, you know, like college basketball, only time people care about college basketball is during March Madness. So, I mean, guys and, and you know, guys aren't staying four years. So, I mean, look at Zion Williamson, man. I think if he stays four years, but at the same time, why would you stay four years when you're obviously better than the guys that have been there longer? And that's so he can get a college education so he doesn't end up like some of these other things that I'm going to give us at the end of this. But uh, there was also South Dakota women's basketball pulled off the half-court shooting streak that was insane. I'm sure you guys saw five players in a row hit half-court shots. I don't know if you saw the video of that. Pretty damn impressive. Uh, So if you haven't seen it, check out that video. Very impressive, South Dakota women's basketball. Uh, So something fun I kind of wanted to end with before we do on this day in history is jobs former NBA players have today. Figured this would be a fun one. We'll run through this. I'll tell you the name of the former player, maybe give some statistics on him. You guys give me what he does today. So first player, Vin Baker, you know, he played for the Celtics. Uh, He had a 13-year career, lost his fortune after retirement because he had battled alcoholism. What is he doing today? Barrett? Bagging groceries. Bagging groceries from Bear. Um, he's a bus or a dishwasher. Dishwasher. Cody Bryant? Um, I'm trying to think. Vin Baker. He's, um, what is he doing now? I think he owns, like, some restaurants now. He's a or something st- like that. He's a Starbucks manager. But he's doing, <laughs> yeah, he's doing pretty good, though. Starbucks manager. He can't be doing that great. Sean Kemp. Uh, what does he do, Sean Kemp? Of course, 14-year career, played with uh, Seattle Supersonics. What is he doing today, Parrot? Um, he's a male stripper. Okay, Bear? Professional Oreo cookie dunker in milk. <laughs> Cody Bryant? I have no clue. I'm very in court right now. He's a, a child support case. He's a sports bar owner. Mark Blount. So he... Uh, Came in 97, played for the Celtics in 2009. He retired, did not have a very good career. But what is he doing, Parrot? Um, He is, what's he doing right now? He is, he is managing a Home Depot. Okay, Bear? Um, Hibachi Chef. Cody Bryant. Mark Blount or Corey Blount? Mark Blount. No, I don't know. I, no, I got no. He's an Annie Ann's pretzel franchisee. Yeah, there you go. All right, Dan Dickow. Nothing he, wrong with that. Dan Dickow was one of Gonzaga University's greatest players of all time. Obviously, it didn't translate into the NBA. So, Parrot, what is he doing? He, oh, my gosh. He, First thing that comes to mind, just go. He makes that roll-off ice cream that I'm watching right now. Okay, Bear? Meteorologist. Cody? 
probably still in his shirt. He's a barbershop owner. Bryant Reeves played uh, six seasons in the NBA. Sells, Called, he went by Big Country. He sells the merch. Sells merch. Yeah, Big Country. He was like a, he was a number two pick, man. Yep, what do you got, he's Barry? a lottery pick. Dude, I just seen Ben Baker coaching for the Bucks right now. He's an assistant coach. Well, at the time of this, he was a Starbucks manager. <laughs> so, I'll have to see when this was printed. What? He was the. I was say, you might want to figure out when that was printed. Look like the internet got you. <laughs> Man. I know he's uh, yeah, he's coaching on the Milwaukee coaching staff, where he put he put that team on the map too, man. Oh, it does say at the end he is now. It does say at the end. Further, I didn't want to read these entire paragraphs, but now he's got a coaching position. So there you go, um, Bryant Reeves. Big Country is a cattle farmer. Uh, this is one of my favorites. Like charter fisherman. How about like doing fishing like the charter boats? How about uh, Cody Adrian Dantley? What's he doing? He is. Uh, what was he doing? He's refereeing. He's a referee. He was doing that too. If I'm not mistaken. He's like a high school referee. He was doing that, but and, uh, also he was a crossing guard, and he's a referee for high school and recreational teams in his spare time. But he's a crossing guard. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Nice little give back to the kids. Fuck them kids. <laughs> what about Carl Malone? <laughs> Carl Malone driving a truck. Yep, you're absolutely correct. He's a part-time truck driver. Uh, and I, I could go on all day, so we'll end with this one. Um, how about Darko? What is he doing? Um, he's a pineapple farmer. Wine salesman. I thought he was a farmer. He's an apple like, grower. You are. I was close. You were close with yeah. pineapple. He is an apple know. grower. All right, let's. Uh, let's Drew Bledsoe's uh, got a wine. He's uh, he's selling wine. He's got his own little winery. Uh huh. And uh, you forgot about uh, uh, Uncle. Uh, you forgot about Cliff Robinson. We're gonna do interesting jobs after uh, after basketball. Uh, Cliff Rob- Cliff Robinson owns like the biggest dispensary in Oregon right now. I think it's Oregon. It might. It's either Oregon or Vegas. Mike Tyson uh, does too. Uncle Spliffy's dispensary. Yep. Um, all right. So on this day, we'll wrap this up in sports history. Uh, one of my favorites here. I know Bear would know this. Who do you think you are? I am. Pete Weber. Eight years ago today, Pete Weber. Yeah, that was the homie Pete Weber, man. The oldest dude to ever do a crotch chop on live TV and get away with it. <laughs> Maybe. I think Vince did one. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, live TV, sure. like outside of wrestling. May Young did that, so no, that is false. <laughs> false outside of. I mean, outside of wrestling, you can't change, you can't change your story mid sentence. You can't triple stamp a double you stamp. Oldest person, <laughs> oldest person to get away with a crotch chop on live TV. May Young, done. Next, next All right. question. 
All right, uh, Daytona 500. Shut the fuck up, Cody. Daytona 500. <laughs> Mario Andretti wins his first and only NASCAR Grand National event. Only time a driver born outside of the U.S. has won the Great American Race. 2011. 2011. Nah. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing at your guess. Bear? 87. Cody? I don't know. Um... You said Mario Andretti? That's the dad, right? Correct. Oh. All right. Um, I don't know, 98. 1967. So. All right, Michael Jordan's 58 points in one game is a Chicago Bulls record. 98. 98 for Parrot. 1987. 87 for Bear. Cody? Um, 89. 87. Bear wins. Uh, 59. Daytona 500. Kurt Busch wins after Kyle Larson runs out of gas on the last lap. And Jeffrey Earnhardt makes NASCAR history first ever fourth generation driver to complete in the, compete in the 500. Give me a year. Parrot. 04. 04. Bear. 2011. Cody. No, 2016. 2017. There we go. So I appreciate that. Let's look and see if we have any interesting birthdays on this day. I'll see if there was anybody born just for Bear in 1951. Not on my list today. So let's just go through the list here, see if there's anybody interesting. How about Marshall Falk? 47 All right. years old. 47 for him. Uh, and that's the only one we're going to go with. So happy birthday, Marshall Falk. 47. And as we wrap this up, thank you to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thanks to All Work Clothing, first and primary sponsor of Over the Line Sports Podcast. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Tim at Verizon, Cassandra at PNC, Sparty Steve, and Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. How about them Lakers? Barrett, get your laundry. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Shout out to Mason Saunders.